This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts Broadcast, a brand new hockey podcast, all about the Tampa Bay Lightning as a part of the new Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Crawshaw is joining me. Uh, Chase, how has your quarantine been so far? Uh, not gonna lie, it's been pretty boring. Uh, I, I literally cannot walk outside the house as I am a very high risk, so I'm just really between... The kitchen, the bathroom, and my bedroom uh, for the last m- month now, and it's going to be like this for you know probably for some time. So uh, I'm going a little stir crazy, but I guess I'm hanging in. How are you hanging in? I'm doing all right. And the one thing that's really keeping your peace of mind, we're going to talk about that later on in the episode. But first, we got to do some hockey news, uh, and it's going to be a little bit of uh, I don't know how short it's going to be. A little bit of a shorter episode. Um, there's some things we're going to talk about in the news, which will then uh, preface what's going to happen for the rest of the episode. So let's just hop in right away with the news. Um, a really tough situation happened this morning. It is Saturday, April 11th right now. Um, earlier on in the week, we learned that Colby Cave was dealing with a brain bleed and went into a medically induced coma. Unfortunately, Colby Cave has passed away today. Part of the the Boston Bruins system for a while. He uh, was most recently part of the Edmonton Oilers franchise. And it's just a a really tough scenario to see uh, a member of our community pass away this yawn. He had such a bright future. So uh, condolences from us to the Cave family. Uh, We have you in our thoughts and prayers. And it's just a really tough time right now. Uh, It's heartbreaking really is, is the word for it. You know, he great young player. Uh, you hear nothing but great things. You can tell by all, all the reaching out that players, staff, uh, media doing you know across the internet right, right now. You can tell that you know, he, he was just one of those all-time great hockey guys. You know, someone that everyone enjoyed being around, someone that everyone got along with. You know, it's just, it's it's tough with someone at the age of 25 just like that. You know, so much life to live has. Uh, his wife was keeping the world updated. Uh, it was heartbreaking following that. It's you know, horrible for her. Not even a year being married, she has to become a widow. So keeping her and her and Colby Cave's family just in my thoughts and prayers really right now. That's that's all we can do at this point. Yeah, most definitely. And I came across Taylor, Colby's sister. Uh, she put a tweet out there and. It was truly heartbreaking, like you mentioned, Chase. Like that's really the only word that can describe this scenario. Brought brought a little bit of tears to my eyes uh, reading over her tweet. But uh, again, we keep our thoughts and prayers um, with the Cave family at this time. And then one tweet I wanted to bring up by Akeem Elu. Uh, obviously, you guys know him, uh, big hockey guy. There, he said, "Man, this 2020 just is not it." Tragedy after heartbreak, and the cycle seems to just continue. 
Um, he goes on to say, as tough as it is, our only choice is to preserve. I just truly hope and pray that the Lord is with the Cave family today and helping them through this unimaginable loss. Uh, but it really does feel like that for 2020. It's been a very tough year. Uh, obviously, we lost a legend a couple months ago. And Kobe Bryant, we got the, the whole pandemic. Uh, Colby Cave now passes away. It's It's been a tough year. Um, but we're going to try to keep pushing through. And uh, for the rest of this episode, we just want to say it's going to be a little bit shorter. We're going to be talking some of our favorite video games, trying to get get things off of our mind, get get all the hard subjects off of our minds. Uh, we really urge you guys to, in this tough time, to stay with your families, be with your loved ones as much as you can, embrace them, enjoy your time with them. Uh, if, if you want to do that, instead of following the rest of the episode, we completely understand that. For those of you still wanting to listen to this episode, we're going to try our absolute best to take your mind off of the current situation that's happening in this world. So we're going to finish up with some hockey news with the NHL, how the season may continue, uh, some player movement that's going on, and then we're going to do the video game topic that we talked about. So a little bit more upbeat now. We're going to try to make you guys a little bit happier, get your mind off things. So Chase, let's now talk about the NHL and how the possible season may or may not continue. Yeah, so there, there's been, really in the last couple of days, quite a bit going on on this front. So, first and foremost, uh, some cities and venues across North America are trying to pitch the NHL on the possibility of neutral site games at their location. So, whether, you know, like for example, whether everyone wants to play in Tampa or everyone goes to place in Arizona, California, Manitoba, you know, maybe everybody in one area so you can just minimize as much travel as possible, uh, you're it would probably be featuring something where there really wouldn't be fans. So it would just be players and essential staff uh, and then just playing out the rest of the regular season and trying to get in playoffs. Uh, so that, you know, that's a possibility. Uh, the, and as I mentioned, the regular season, the NHL has said that they do want the, the regular season to finish regardless of what they do. If they're going to pick up the season, their goal is to have the regular season play because they feel that it's just not fair for teams that have played less games that are not in playoff spots to not have that opportunity to make the playoffs, which I get. But if with that thought in mind, I feel like that's going to make it so much harder for the season to ever come back. Yeah, it's going to be very tough. And going back to the cities and venues, you know, pitching a neutral site game, we've kind of seen something similar to this. Uh, if you look at the WWE, they were still putting on shows as they have a um, kind of uh, a performance center where there's not really anyone that can, you know, invade the space. There's no fans, anything like that. So they kind of had something going there. Uh, Dana White of the UFC, he was talking about maybe buying an island a private island and hosting events there trying to stay away from people but at the same time having the sport continue so it's interesting to see that cities and venues are you know pitching to the nhl about the same type of situation i think it'd be fun because who doesn't want sports back especially hockey but yeah with the nhl saying that they want to continue the regular season they don't want to go strictly or straight into playoffs uh, it is going to be tougher to see the NHL continue, but I mean, I, I really hope it does. And there's not really much else to say. I want it back. Uh, it's only time that will tell us what will happen. Yeah. Hope, hopefully something happens soon. Hopefully they can get something going. Cause it, it, it sucks. Like 
I, I'm not one for rewatching old games specifically. So like, like some networks have been showing some old games. You can find old games online. It's not really for me. Like I'll watch some highlights, uh, but at the end of the day, that doesn't really, you know, fill my needs. So like, it, it sucks. It, we really need this back as soon as possible. Yeah, I agree with you there, Chase. I mean, if you know what team's going to win, why watch? You know, uh, we're, we're there for we're there for the excitement, the games like the San Jose versus Vegas game, and I think it was Game Seven of the playoffs last year. I think it was. Uh, you, you know, that's the kind of games we like to see. The games we don't know what's going to happen, and things just go absolutely crazy. Uh, when you know a team's going to win already, you know the scoreline already before even getting into the game. It's kind of easier to not pay attention to it. So I agree with you there, Chase. But let's now talk about two players that have to do with the KHL as well as the NHL. So first up, Nikolai Goldobin, who was a part of the Vancouver Canucks system. He is going over to Russia. Yeah, so this is a guy that you and I, you know, both liked and hoped could have turned into a legit NHLer. Uh, didn't really pan out, so two-year deal starting next year to go play for Cisco in the KHL, you know, one of the perennial powerhouses. Uh, you know, see how he does. This, like, this possibility comes back. It, it's happened before. It, like, Russian athletes will come to North America, kind of struggle, go to, back to KHL, do better, come back over, and be a little more productive in the NHL. So maybe something like that could happen for him. If so, that'd be great. Uh, if not, just best of luck in Russia. Yeah, I think it's very likely that Goldobin comes back. I mean, we're looking at players like uh, Mikhail Grigorenko. He was in the NHL for a while, went over to Russia. We expect to see him back very shortly. Uh, so players tend to do this often. It'll be awesome if Goldobin does have a resurgence there in Russia, comes back and turns into the player we always thought he would be. Uh, so best of luck in the KHL. But next up, Alexander Barbanov. He is leaving Russia and coming to the NHL. Yeah, so funny enough, this is a hockey name of the day from a few weeks ago. Uh, signed a one-year entry-level deal with the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's a guy that I've always liked as a player. Uh, he's had some success at like the pro level in the KHL. He's not necessarily a perennial scorer by any means. In the NHL, I'd say he's probably best serving you in your bottom six. If you really need him in your middle six, he might be able to help out. But he's just he's a guy who's going to come in, provide some speed, have a little bit of skill, work hard. I don't know what his lifespan in the NHL is going to be. Maybe he can do more than people expect, but he's not someone that you should have, you know, like Panarin expectations for that, that, that those players just don't come very often. Yeah, exactly. But a new name, a new face in the NHL to look out for. It's going to be exciting. It would be exciting if we got to see him, you know, this year, if the season were able to finish. But again, we have no idea if that's even going to be possible. So uh, off of news now, we're going to get into our video game talk. But before we do, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor, Manscaped. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-belt grooming, offering precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Listen, guys, I get it. It's quarantine. What's the big deal? But guys, come on. We all know it. When you trim the hedges, the tree stands taller. And that's why Manscaped has been working over the past 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer known to man, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped advanced skin safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. 
The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. One of the coolest features, my personal favorite, is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. Guys, I want to help you get your own Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 right now by letting you know you can get 20% off and free shipping with the code THPN at manscaped.com. That's again, 20% off with your free shipping at manscaped.com when you use our promo code THPN. All right, Chase, it is time for the video game talk. Uh, we've got four games here. Uh, a couple of them we've been playing quite recently. They've been taking our minds off of the whole world right now, off of the pandemic, all the crazy stuff that is happening. And then a couple games are maybe a little bit older games that uh, we still love and enjoy and urge you guys to try out if you haven't already during this time in which you have so much time. So, Chase, let's first get into uh, your... Well, I mean, this this isn't like a ranking. Let's just get into one of your video games. What's what's a game you got an eye on right now? So I figured I'd start with two kind of current games and then move on to the two older games. So the first current game I'll start with is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. You know, one of the really biggest games in the world right now. Everyone's playing it. Season 3 just started for the Battle Pass. It's something that, you know, especially being stuck in quarantine all the time, pretty much played every single day for at least a few hours. Uh, it's it's a good way to kill some time with, with friends. There's all sorts of game modes, all sorts of uh, different things. Like there's, they have the War Zone, which is like a battle royale. They got a campaign. So you know, if if you're someone who has a video game console and does not have Call of Duty Modern Warfare yet, you should definitely uh, invest in it. Yeah, most definitely. I've been playing Modern Warfare with you quite a lot recently. We have our own kind of uh, little group that we called a guild. I know that's a little nerdy, but uh, you know everyone says we're a clan, and we gotta we gotta correct them. No, it's a guild. So we got I don't know eight or ten people that we enjoy playing with. Probably at least half of us play every single night with each other. Maybe throw back a couple beers while we're playing. Uh, it's a great time, and if you guys have the game, hey, might as well throw your username at the Bolts broadcast. We're gonna add you and play some play some Call of Duty with you. It'd be very fun. Um, but Next up, a game I know Chase and I uh, have been playing a lot recently, too, and that would be Madden 20. Uh, yes, Madden 20, right? That's the most recent one? Yes. So, Madden 20, we do online franchises all the time. We got one currently going right now. Uh, I got Joe Burrow as my quarterback. Chase has Trevor Lawrence as his quarterback. It's just fun building your team, drafting, uh, going through for agency, all that kind of stuff with your friends, something NHL might not have. Um, so Madden, a game that we love and we're playing right now. Yeah, Madden is, is definitely probably, in my opinion, the best sports game as I'm not someone who really like likes 2K. 2K's got a lot going on for you for like NBA 2K, but Madden's probably the best sports game because it's great. You can play it with your friends. You can play it by yourself. I like playing video games with friends. I'm not someone who really likes playing by themselves too often. So it's it's good that Madden is such a great experience for their connected franchise. Something that NHL should definitely take a look at. But, you know, that, that that's for another talking point. But yeah, Madden is definitely great at what it does, in my opinion. Yeah, it's, it's an absolute blast. So, hey, again, if you guys want to do a, a franchise with us, let us know. Uh, but Chase, let's now get on to your second games that you are playing right now. 
uh, number two, uh, recently purchased for my Nintendo Switch is Animal Crossing New Horizons. If you have a Nintendo Switch, I highly recommend this game, especially if you played any of the previous installments of this, whether it be the original Animal Crossing or uh, Anim- or Wild Worlds, I think it was the 2005 one, which, uh, but regardless, uh, the one I first played was the 2005 one, and, you know, loved the game. Once this new one came out, I, you know, I could not wait, came out, great reviews. I waited to buy it at first because I didn't have necessarily the money for it, uh, but then I got the money for it, bought the game, and I've been pretty much addicted to it since, playing it every single day. You know, it's it's awesome. It's really just a nice, casual play at your own pace. Uh, there's no pressure like, on you to do anything crazy. You can just kind of, you can kind of do what you want. Like you're, you're doing, like, work for, you know, players in the game, but you're still kind of working at your own pace, doing things you want. You can try out different things. It's just a ton of fun. It's nice and relaxing, very stress-free. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I, I've never played Animal Crossing. The only thing I know about Animal Crossing comes from Super Smash Bros. Uh, you know, with Isabel and Villager, I know them. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of good things for Animal Crossing. Again, never played it myself. So, if you're looking for a relaxing game, like Chase mentioned, might as well pick it up. My number two is also for the Nintendo Switch. How crazy is that, Chase? And this would be Pokemon Sword and Shield. Uh, I personally have Shield. And... It's kind of a, a kid's game, kind of. I mean, you're fighting monsters, so I mean, that's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know. I, I grew up with Pokemon and still play it because I just think it's fun and interesting. So that's a game I've been grinding recently, currently working on a living Dex, and that's very tedious, but uh, all the all the more fun for me as I like collecting You know, all the Pokemon you can get. Yeah, you know, that's up your alley, it's great for you. Pokemon was never really a thing that was up my alley. You know, I played a little when I was younger. Pokemon Yellow was a game that I did like. It's probably about the only one that I really did like. Uh, I've tried other ones, just never really got into it. So, not my cup of tea, but I know it is so many others. So, if you have if you have a Switch and you have not, and Pokemon is something you might be, you know, in your realm, you might as well try it out, right? Yeah, exactly. All right, Chase, number three game, what do you got on your board? So for my number three is an all-time classic sports game, NCAA 14, the last installment of the series. Uh, this is a game that you're going to have to play on an older generation console as it is not backwards compatible and it was not made for the Xbox One or the PlayStation 4. But it's, regardless, a game that really is going to transcend time. You don't need to worry about having updated rosters because they don't naturally have the names in there. You can download updated rosters from the roster sharing thing that guys make. So you can still have the updated college football rosters, or you can just do the randomly generated names, and you can just you can play a play a franchise, play Dynasty, you know, run a school for the next 75 years. I think that's the max you can go, and just you know, show your absolute dominance of the college football world. Such a fun game, you know, such a simple recruiting system where it helps you kind of really move through seasons quicker. It's just it's so much fun. Yeah, I agree. Absolutely phenomenal game. It's really upsetting that we haven't had a college football game in multiple, multiple years, but that may be coming back. We have heard some things that may be coming back, Uh, but yeah, college football 2014, a game that I constantly go back to. It's just so simple and so easy. One of my favorite things for Dynasty, say your school's not in there. Say you're not a big name school. You can actually go in the uh, I think it's a website on EA, an EA website, a team builder website, and you can put your school's logo in there. You can fill out all the details for your school, and then it'll load into 
NCAA 14. So it's absolutely awesome. Uh, I think it's one of the better games out there, even though it's older. So if you guys are feeling the urge to play some college football, pick it up. I know on the Xbox 360 store, it's only like 20 bucks. Where at GameStop or Best Buy or something, it could be like up to 40 because it's such a highly sought after game. So uh, if you guys haven't played that and you're interested, make sure to take a peek, check it out and pick it up. Uh, for my number three game, I gotta, I, I'm kind of bundling three games together here, but only for one reason, and that would be Call of Duty Zombies. So I'm a big Call of Duty Zombies fan. Um, right now, I've got Black Ops 1, Black Ops 2, and Black Ops 3 all downloaded. Strictly for Zombies, though, I'm not really a big fan of the Black Ops multiplayers, but uh, Zombies... That is my thing. Uh, we've been playing Zombies a little bit recently, and uh, I'm very excited to have it back in my life, although it's taking up like half of my space when it comes to my hard drive, so that's a little unfortunate, but always fun to play Zombies. It's even more fun when you got friends playing with you, and it's just a great time to have in this pandemic. Yeah, Zombies indeed is a great you know, throwback game, good, good time killer. Uh, unless you have a friend who is really, really bad at it, then it gets a little frustrating. Uh, we get a certain kid in mind when I say that, but, uh, no, <laughs> zombies is, is really is a ton of fun. And all, all, all the maps that you can do across all the different games, you know, it really offers different sort of variety. So you don't have to get too tired of something becoming too stale or like too worried of, I should say, you know, my favorite all time zombies map is five. So that's one that if anyone remembers that, you know, uh, that involved the presidents uh, in the was it the Pentagon Oval Office? Yeah, Pentagon. Yeah, so they were, they were in the Pentagon, and it, it's just it's just so great. So I re highly recommend going back playing Zombies if you have that ability. Yeah, most definitely. And Chase, you were talking about that one friend. Did you did you mention forty one downs in a thirty round game? Only lived to thirty rounds, and he had forty one downs. I did not mention that part. Nope. <laughs> oh boy. But moving on. To our last games, Chase, what is your final game that you wanted to mention? Number four, my favorite video game of all time is the original Red Dead Redemption. This game, all-time classic, is backwards compatible, so I, I know at least on the Xboxes. So if you have an Xbox One and you own this game, you can still play it. You still might be able to buy it, too, digitally. I'm not sure. But regardless, this game takes place early 1900s. For anyone that doesn't know, uh, it's kind of like a cowboy, like old Western-style type of game. Uh, your like your main character is you got to do a lot of uh, old western tasks. You get you gotta hunt bounties. You gotta wrangle animals. It's it just it's just a really fun action packed game. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two is like a prelude to that game. Uh, came out last year or 2019, 2018, whatever it was, which I enjoyed. I still I liked it, but I didn't think it was as good as the first one personally. First one brought back so many good memories. So while you got time, you should definitely go back and play the original Red Dead. Yeah, and I never played Red Dead 1 uh, back at its peak. I, I played it a couple times at your house, but nothing in depth. I know it's got a lot of high reviews. A lot of people love it. I did get Red Dead 2. I know you weren't as big of a fan, and honestly, I kind of got bored of it somewhat quickly. But I know a lot of people have had the same feelings of Red Dead 2, definitely not as good as Red Dead 1. Uh, a legendary game made by the same people that make Grand Theft Auto. So if you're into a old Western feel Grand Theft Auto, might as well give it a shot. Yeah, 100%, I agree. 
All right, for my final game, this isn't one that Chase loves, but it's something that I absolutely adore. It is Skyrim, uh, Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. It's a game that I got back in, I think it was 2009. I played through it. Uh, I played through like the first two missions and then just stopped playing it. Two years later, I come back to it and it became my all-time favorite game. It's like warriors, mages, dragons, stuff like that. You get to make your own character. You can uh, forge your own gear, that kind of stuff. It's it's a really fun game if you're into that old kind of dragons and mages and stuff. Uh, it's a uh, game where you can pick what quests you want to go on. You can uh, choose the the armor you wear, the, the player you use, whether you're a mage or a warrior. Uh, you can choose to be a vampire. You can choose to be a werewolf. There's so many options in the game, and the game takes forever. If you think you're going to finish it, you're not. So if you have extra time on your hands, you might as well start it and really get going, see how good the game really can get. Yeah, as you said, it's really not for me. I tried it multiple times. It's not like it's like bad. It just It's not good enough for me to want to like sit down and really play it. Uh, which is weird because I like the whole open world aspect game. I like, you know, fully, co- like having pretty much full customization. I like being able to do all that kind of thing. So you would think I would like it, but I don't know. It just, it really is not for me. It never was for me. Yeah, I feel you there. Um, so one thing you guys may have noticed, we didn't have NHL on our list. And I think there's a reason for that. NHL has kind of been lackluster, at least since the new gen consoles have come out. Uh, I know back NHL 14, Chase, you and I were huge fans of NHL 14, but since the new gen consoles came out, we kind of, you know, we still play it. We still play franchise and that, but it, it gets it gets kind of boring at times. Yeah, it, it gets stale very, very quickly because it, it's really just the same thing over and over again, and it's if you're not playing Eshel or Hut, and Hut is by far the worst thing that ever happened to NHL, uh, I don't care if you have a differing opinion. Uh, so if you're not playing either one of those, you just, you can't play with your friends. So like it's stupid. Yeah, and let's now give like three or four maybe together. Together, we won't do each. Uh, three or four um, things that NHL or EA can add for NHL 21 to make it you know the best possible NHL game it can be. So what is one of the biggest things that you need to see in NHL 21, Chase? The obvious connected franchise. I think that's obvious. Yeah. yeah. I got that, that's so obvious. It's what makes Madden as great as it is. Being able to play with your friends, being able to like build your teams through like an actual GM type situation and trying to compete against your friends rather than hut where, oh, I'm going to go spend a thousand dollars on this game just so I have a bunch of 99 overalls. So that's all it is. All it is is pay to win. It's stupid. It's pointless. It ruins the game. The only emphasis on the game is hut which is why GM Connected was not carried over onto the new console. So like, that needs to be added to make the game better. I would That would be one of the only games I would play if GM Connected was an option. Instead, I f- find myself having not played Shell in probably like two weeks, and I'm just stuck inside all day. That's really saying something. And like if if I find out this new Shell game is like no different, like if if there's really no differences, nothing that makes it worth buying, maybe I don't buy it. I don't know. That could be the first Shell game I've not bought in a long time, but I feel like the changes have been so minimal, it feels almost pointless. Yeah, honestly, and the sad part when I was re-downloading those Black Ops games for Zombies, 
I uninstalled NHL. It's the first game I uninstalled because I just didn't play it. GM Connected and NHL 14, although being a little bit slow when it came to the engine and stuff, at least you could play with your friends. Now, it's it's fun to play versus versus your friends, sure, but let's be honest. We want to build our own teams. We want to have our own captain. We want to have our own goalie. Maybe we want to get Matfei Mishkov over in the 2023 draft and then use him against our friends in a, in a franchise mode. Uh, that needs to come back. That's, that's the obvious number one choice. Um, and I agree, Chase. Hut, Hockey Ultimate Team. I, I used to play it in NHL 13, NHL 14. I enjoyed it. But new gen, that's their only focus is Hut. They even ruined EASHL, in my opinion, when they went to new gen. But uh, we'll, we'll get on to that in a little bit. Uh, one of my main issues is roster sharing. How do you not have roster sharing? It's NHL 20. We just talked about college football, how NCAA 14 has roster sharing. But NHL 20 doesn't. That's absolutely asinine. Uh, you need to bring roster sharing. There's so many creative people out there that are going to make young prospects, that are going to update rosters to the fullest ability. Because let's be honest, EA doesn't have the best rating system. So uh, roster sharing is an absolute must in the future. I agree 100%. You know, it makes it so they're going to be more consistent player upgrades so a guy like Kelly Yamamoto doesn't have to be stuck in the low 70s literally up until like a week ago when they put out a roster update fixing that uh like it's it just it's stupid makes no sense if you look at my creative like creative player slots I probably have 80 to 100 creative players because I like there's that many prospects that are not in the game because their leagues don't have affiliations so that's something that EA can really do uh, if, if they don't have affiliation with the league, like the NCAA, they're never going to get that. The KHL, they're never going to get that. So, you know, I create a lot of those types of players that I want in those franchise modes because I view them I view them as legit NHL prospects. Uh, but I want to be able to share the roster with my friends, you know, like so, something that you, me, and a couple of other friends will do. We'll just do like a GM mode challenge between each other where we'll play our own GM modes. Uh, we'll just kind of monitor our track our progress. We'll compare Stanley Cups and stuff as we're going on. So it's a way to kind of compete against each other. But if... If I could share my roster and have all the creative prospects, then we could all have the same type situation. But instead, we just got to use their generic NHL roster, which has a lot of horrible ratings, which I adjust all the ratings on almost every player. So it's it's just really infuriating that that roster sharing is still not a part of the game. Yeah, I agree with you, Chase. What's one more thing that you have on your mind that needs to change for the upcoming NHL games? EASHL player progression. You need to be able to level up your guy. Your guy needs to start at an overall and then you get him better by playing, not just having a set overall where you can apply this boost where, all right, it's going to make his shooting better. Oh, but it's going to make his stick handling worse. No, it, you got to make a, make a guy have, you can still have it like an archetype thing where like a sniper is going to be a certain way by like at the beginning or a power force story at the beginning, but you got to be able to, be able to spend points and improve a shooting, improve a skating, improve a scaling, improve checking, improve everything because it makes it a much more fun system. It makes it a much more rewarding system because otherwise guys will just use, you know, those six, seven power forwards. And especially in like, like the ones like eliminated tournament, they'll use six, seven power forward, just knock you off the puck. You have no chance of ever getting it. It's stupid. You need to be able to improve your guy. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. That would be my final gripe as well with the game. Back in NHL 14, you could do that. The guys who played the most had the best players, and that makes sense. There should be a reward system for that, not just 
oh, I get these cool fancy new gloves or I get the this cool stick that you don't have. I don't care about that. I want my player to be better than everyone else because I grind the game more. Uh, it, it just makes it better overall. You can make your player how you want them. If you want a guy with 99 speed, you could do that. But you can't do that now. So I I think they need to go back to that NHL 14 system. I get it that they want it to be more fair and they did it so that there could be kind of an eSports aspect to it. But I think it's stupid. I think if they want to go eSports, they should do versus. If they want uh, eShul to be played by everyone, it should be back to the NHL 14 system. It was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, one last thing that I want to mention, and this isn't a big thing for me, but it is always kind of annoying for me, is drafted players that are you know later on in the 23-24 NHL drafts, they all just have black silhouettes. There's no faces for them. If you look at Madden 20, they got generated faces for all those players. So I would love to see something like that. It's just annoying. I, I want to get to know someone's personality. want to get to know uh, one of my players I drafted. And if I can't even see their face, there's no way I can do that. So it's not an absolute must, but it's just a little nuisance that I think should be changed. Yeah, that's a small change that they should be able to like quickly implement into the game. I feel like that can't be that hard to do. So why not just do it? Yeah, exactly. So um, we're going to be wrapping up the episode with a poll today. No hockey name of the day. This was a little bit more of a relaxed episode. We wanted to get a smile on your guys' faces, take things off of your mind. So uh, our new poll that's going out on Bolts Broadcast is what, Chase? Uh, just you know, since we finish on that topic of NHL games, uh, you know, do you think 2K should begin making hockey games yet again? You know, they stopped, if I'm not mistaken, 2K11 was the final game. Uh, so if you think that they should go back to making the hockey games, as I found that a lot of their content in the games was a lot more enjoyable. Like, they had fun mini games. Uh, I felt like just the actual game modes were better. But their, you know, their main downfall was the gameplay was not having the skill stick. So if there was a way for them to ever get the skill stick, I feel like, they would become a superior game. But regardless, pretend that they can't get the skill stick. Do you think 2K should be making games again? It'll just be a yes or no, and then let us know in the comments what you voted and why. Yeah, exactly. And who knows, we might actually see this happen. We see 2K has signed a deal with the NFL. They're going to make a game for the NFL. So 2K may be coming back with NHL games too. Let us know what you guys think. Uh, Now for the end of the episode, Chase, take us out with an outro. Uh, you know, thank you all for listening, as we always do. If you'd like to become a patron on Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, you can start, you know, as really as low as a dollar. You get access to a bunch of exclusive content. Uh, the more you donate, the higher the prizes that are awarded to you are. Uh, so if you want access to that exclusive content and to get those unique rewards, make sure to become a patron on Patreon. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. That is at Bolts Broadcast. Follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. Make sure to go check out all their content they're tweeting about everybody's podcast within the network they're tweeting giveaways they're tweeting you know all, all this fun stuff so just make sure to go ahead follow them get in on that action uh check out the hockey podcast network.com you can find all podcasts in the hockey podcast network right there boom just click the logo it takes you right to the soundcloud link you can listen right there easy peasy lemon squeezy uh wherever you're listening rate us five stars leave a comment you know send us your questions tweet at us uh dm us email us whatever you got to do to reach out to us want to hear from you we have no problem bringing up any questions or concerns you have on the podcast and we can address it that way we can address you personally just however you know you want it to be done just let us know 
Absolutely. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And, you know, stay stay close with your families. Stay strong out there in this time of very strange hardships that we're going through. Uh, stay with your loved ones. Cherish them. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.